You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans, and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, including the brand new podcasting app, Himalaya. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on an emergency podcast day as the Pelicans have filled their top basketball executive role. Yes, they are hiring David Griffin in a small surprise here to lead the basketball operations. I'm going to tell you how this hire got done, why Danny Ferry removed his name from the running, and where this team goes from here. So let's dive into it in today's emergency edition, I should say, of Locked on Pelicans. So a little bit more freeform on this podcast now since the news is just breaking. We'll have an ad break in here somewhere. I'm not entirely sure where. You guys kind of know the deal how I do this when news breaks. We've done it before a couple of times, both good and bad here in New Orleans when it comes to this team and emergency podcast. So the news of the day, of course, is that David Griffin has agreed to join the Pelicans, basically leading their basketball operations side of things. We've gotten way, way too into the weeds on job titles. Look, job titles likely mean nothing wherever you are in any job. You can be an executive vice president, an assistant principal president, and all of these things. It's usually used in companies for the purposes of like pay and kind of equating pay from one position to another, even though they don't do the same things. And then you have an actual job title of what you do that's more descriptive. Don't worry about this stuff. GM president, executive, whatever, it does not matter. David Griffin is the main guy, the decision maker for your New Orleans Pelicans. Now, I said it as a joke on Twitter that we should just call him and this position should just be called, if it helps you guys, the person who gets to decide where they trade Anthony Davis. Simple as that. Nothing else needs to be said. That's what this is. If he brings in a GM to kind of handle a little bit more of the day-to-day, that GM isn't going to decide on the Anthony Davis trade. It's going to be David Griffin deciding on the Anthony Davis trade. So the rest of it is just semantics. David Griffin is the man, the top basketball executive, no matter what else steps in. The way these front offices work is there's always more than one person. It's not just one dude. There have been around 10 or so guys with the Pelicans front office for years working under general manager Dell Demps. And they're all voices in the room. Danny Ferry's been one of those voices. But one guy has the final say. And now that final say is going to be had by David Griffin. So that's out of the way. Can we not get into the weeds anymore on this job title stuff? He's coming in, it sounds like, and he's going to have full control of the team. And this is A really good thing because this is a guy who's got a great track record of building a contender around a star player and again doing it with kind of limited assets. When he was running the Cavaliers, they didn't have tremendous first round picks. They didn't really have tons and tons of cap space to go out and sign free agents. He had to get creative and he did and he helped get that team to the finals, helps to have LeBron James on your team and you still got a tool around him, and he did. And it's worth noting that look at how they built that team around LeBron in Cleveland versus how they tried to build that team around him in L.A. 
he knew what they needed and went out and got it and built a championship winning team. That is a very, very good thing for New Orleans to have stepping in here because there are challenges with being in a small market. This is also a pretty big day for New Orleans because David Griffin was largely thought of as the top basketball executive on the market that you could hire. You know, he had been immediately in the, uh, he was the number one choice, according to bookmakers, for the Los Angeles Lakers position. And he chose instead to come here to New Orleans when he could have had his pick of any single job. That shows you that he thinks this is a good spot to be in and he's excited about the opportunity and he thinks that he can win and succeed here because he's not going to take a job that he can't succeed at. And two, he's going to have the resources that he wants. This is a guy who's going to want full control, isn't going to kind of want to come into an organization that's poorly run. And he must think that this is going to be pretty good here in New Orleans. And in his article talking about this, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN says, New Orleans owner Gail Benson has expressed a desire to further invest into the Pelicans. Yeah, he's going to get a lot more resources here likely to figure all of this out and to kind of build a team. So he's going to fill out the rest of the front office. Maybe some holdovers remain, maybe not, but there'll be a number of people in the room. Maybe one of them has the title of GM. He's then going to decide on head coach Alvin Gentry. He's going to make a trade for Anthony Davis, and he's going to start scouting for the upcoming draft, which we'll talk about. Here we go. Easy segue to a break here because we got some news on the Pelicans lottery pick. So now that we got this big hire out of the way, there's going to be a lot more news to come. Best way to keep up with all of this is by listening daily and subscribing through the Himalaya podcast app to the Locked on Pelicans podcast. So make sure you download that app from your app store and subscribe to Locked on Pelicans. So quick interlude before we get to some more stuff with the GM search and how this all went and the stuff with Danny Ferry, which I think is worth mentioning. And we've mentioned here, by the way, on the podcast a lot before. There is news on the Pelicans lottery pick front. They had that tiebreaker that needed to get settled with the Dallas Mavericks, with the Memphis Grizzlies. And well, it was good news for the Pelicans. They are seventh now, seventh and then winning the tiebreaker with those three teams so they have the furthest up one that they could possibly have it does not change their um, uh, percentage at a top four pick or at the number one overall pick it's still what 26.3 percent six percent chance at one but it means that if no teams move up or anything like that that's where they're going to pick and they're ahead of the grizzlies they're ahead of the dallas mavericks very good thing to see so that's very nice and good news for the pelicans it's been a pretty good Friday. So that's the big news on that. We're going to take another quick break. Then we're going to come back and we're going to look more at the Danny Ferry side of things and kind of what this team needs to do next and what the news on all of that is. Okay, so it's David Griffin in. That's set. That's decided. Barring something falling apart last minute, which, hey, it's the Pelicans. You never know. But the the interesting part is, you know, all if you were reading the tea leaves and trying to kind of predict what was going to happen, the odds-on favorite, and I said it on here, would have been Danny Ferry. And that's where kind of everything was coming from, and it was going to make a lot of sense. You know, the he's got familiarity with the team. He's got a good track record. But all of a sudden, Woj tweeted out basically minutes before the news of David Griffin broke that Danny Ferry pulled his name out of consideration for this Pelicans job. It might have been a shock, but if you'd been listening to the podcast here for the past couple of weeks, I'd said, I wasn't sure he wanted this job. 
This is a guy who was not living in New Orleans full-time until taking over the interim thing, and even then, this is not his home. He wanted to be in Atlanta. You know, he's, I I believe, and I'm not going to go into too much detail, got some family issues and and people he wants to take care of out there. So why would he want to be away from that for this job when eventually the right one is going to open for him? And in a statement after the fact, it basically said as much that, you know, the timing for him to take this position while he likes it and at least wanted to go through the process just was not right. And he said he kept the Pelicans apprised of that, and he was up front with them. Gail Benson released a statement after saying that he'd kept them up front, but they were very interested in him as a candidate and at least maybe wanted to see if they could change his mind or persuade him. And when that wasn't enough, they got things done with David Griffin in in some sort of way. So that's, I think, why all of a sudden Danny Ferry was coming out. It's not that this wasn't an appealing job. It's just he just had other things going on in your lot in his life, and that was where his priority was. So best of luck to him. He offered to stay on as a consultant, which wouldn't be a bad thing to have either. And, you know, I think it's uh, good, best of luck to him is really all you need to say with that. So in comes David Griffin. So now what's next? Obviously, filling out the rest of the front office is going to be important. And literally everyone is tweeting me, are they hiring a GM? Again, GM doesn't matter to this. They might. They might not. It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, the final say on personnel moves when it comes to the players is going to be with David Griffin. Maybe they hire a GM, but if he's not the one that goes, I'm making this move, I'm signing this guy, and David Griffin's got to approve it, it doesn't matter as much. It's then just a job title. Again, the Pelicans always have a number of people, and every team does, guys in their front office that fill various roles, do different things, and all contribute to the discussion of players and moves that they make. But one person has final say, and that's going to be David Griffin here. So the GM stuff, it doesn't matter. They might use it to to offer a guy like Trajan Langdon a title that's GM, but he's not the decision maker. It's David Griffin. Keep that in mind with any news that comes out with this front office stuff. I can't emphasize that enough, partially because I'm getting asked about a million different things of, are they hiring a GM? Are they hiring a GM? David Griffin's not going to be like, I'm not doing anything here. He's going to be involved in literally all of this, and it's going to be his decision on what to do. Now, the first decision he's going to need to make is on Anthony Davis, probably even before Alvin Gentry, and we'll touch on that in a second here. And what's great is we kind of have an idea of what his thinking is because he's been in the media working for ESPN and Sirius Radio and other places over the past couple of years since he left Cleveland. And we'll look at his tenure during in Cleveland uh, probably on Monday where we can dive into it a little bit more. We don't need to do that here in the emergency podcast, just trying to get you all the things you absolutely need to know here. But he said what he's looking for in a trade. He wants a young guy that you can kind of make as the the, the centerpiece of a trade that has potential to blossom into an all-star and all-NBA guy. You want a number of draft picks too. And then the other thing that he said, which was really interesting, was you want a very good role player. Someone that you can bring in that can kind of teach how to be an NBA player, a professional to a lot of these young guys that just does more for the team than for himself and can kind of lead by example that way. You have a guy like that in Drew Holiday, but adding another one to the team isn't a bad thing. So that's what he's going to be looking for. And now that we have a GM in place, we'll really start looking at Anthony Davis trades. That's what he's going to be ideally out for in the market when it comes to an Anthony Davis deal. And this is, again, a very good thing to see. And he knows what he wants and that there's a plan there. Maybe it doesn't involve the Lakers. <laughs> Always kind of awesome with that. The other big decision is now going to be what to do with Alvin Gentry. In the Adrian Wojnarowski article talking about Al, uh, Griffin being hired and the decision that he's going to need to make with this, 
is some pretty interesting things because Griffin is familiar with Alvin Gentry. They worked together in Phoenix with the Suns. And he actually interviewed for the Cavs job, which eventually went to David Blatt, which maybe wasn't the best move there. But there's some familiarity there. And it said Gentry is a favorite of the organization, and he was expected to return next season regardless of the front office hiring sources said. Gail Benson loves Gentry. That's been made very clear, and I think I've said that on the podcast a number of times too. They really like him. So I think you've got to wonder if maybe this was just a mandate being like, you, you can be our main guy, but we'd like you to try and keep Gentry. So expect him to maybe stay next year, though ultimately that remains to be seen a little bit. So that's what we have right now. David Griffin in job title, I think is still a little bit TBD, but he's the main guy. Maybe they'll hire a GM, maybe not. It's not that big of a deal if they do or do not. Just as another person in the room to help with some of this, maybe the guy that makes the phone calls, um, but not the ultimate decision maker. That is now David Griffin. Big hire for the Pelicans. Scott Kushner sent out a very good tweet um, a couple of minutes ago, too, saying that he spoke to a number of people around the league, and this really changes the perception of the Pelicans in their mind. This largely erases the notion their franchise run on the cheap with no expectations to win. He called it a game changer for the franchise. If Gail Benson was, we were unsure of whether she was a good owner or not, or the decision making. This is a good hire, just straight up. Even if it doesn't work out and you don't get the return you want for AD or other things, this is a very, very good hire for the Pelicans because it just shows that they are serious about this. Something you needed to see from them as we hit maybe the most pivotal offseason they've had in an exceptionally long time. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all for listening to the emergency podcast here, giving you the news on David Griffin. Next week, we'll look at his tenure in Phoenix. We'll look at his tenure in uh, Cleveland as well, the moves he's made, what worked, what didn't, and start to dive in a little bit more, and some more news will likely be coming out um, regarding the front office and all the things with the Pelicans in the near future. So good to hear that this is done. First step out of the way, we'll move on for there. So please make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You can do so through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course, the new Himalaya podcast app. And as always, I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all on Monday. Monday.